And we're going to go to, I would say, probably the most popular psalm, Psalm 23. And Psalm 23, as you know, is a psalm describing the good shepherd. Now, I know that he's a good shepherd, but I believe that he's a great shepherd. He's great. And so we're going to look at Psalm 23, and probably for the next four or five weeks, we're going to just uh, unpack how great God is in the Psalm 23. Now, this is what I want you to be careful of for, for a few moments. You know Psalm 23. You've read it a hundred times. But don't let the familiarity creep in and not allow you to see God in a new dimension as we uncover this psalm. You know it. You could memorize it. You pray it. You've read it a hundred times. But I believe that Psalm 23 is filled with some incredible truth that we need to be open to so that we can follow the great shepherd. Can I get an amen? amen? Now, you have sermon notes. You get your sermon notes out. And go ahead and go to Psalm 23. And we're going to talk for a few minutes about what happens when we follow the great shepherd. Everyone say great shepherd. Great shepherd. Now, before we read this, can you imagine... What people do in this life when they don't follow a great shepherd. Think how confusing life is. I mean, I grew up in the 60s, and life was simple then. Life is no longer simple, it is super complicated. And I feel sorry for people, watch this, that have to live in this world without a great shepherd. Navigating on their own. Trying to figure out life. Trying to walk through life without a great shepherd. That's probably why a lot of people end up divorced. That's probably why a lot of people end up on drugs. Probably the reason why there's a lot of suicides. A lot of people that are chasing money and they're walking through life and they're lost and they're hopeless. I want you just to think for a moment what life would what your life would be like without a great shepherd. Without somebody who guides you, without somebody who's leading you, without somebody who is navigating and helping you walk through life. Keeps us out of a lot of trouble, out of a lot of hardship, out of a lot of struggles because we as believers have a great shepherd that we can look to for guidance, for wisdom, for protection. All that we need can be found in having a great shepherd. That would be a good time to say amen. My daughter Amanda is getting married next, next Sunday. Yeah. And I'm working on her ceremony. 
She's getting married at New Smyrna Beach right there on the river. And it's an honor for me to, I guess I've never done this before, walk her down and then turn around and marry her. It's going to kind of be a little interesting. I'm, I, I'm working on her ceremony. And I'm kind of using this illustration for her and Jack. That marriage is a lot like going on a journey together or going on a cruise together. How many know that, 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 that I'm talking about cruise because we just got off a big cruise, so maybe that's why I'm talking about cruise. Marriage is like joining together to go on a lifelong trip. And can you imagine going on the Atlantic Ocean without a captain to guide you? How many know that you would shipwreck? You'd get lost. You'd be confused. Have you ever seen the Atlantic Ocean? It is huge. And it's filled, watch this, with majestic sunsets. And it's also filled with terrible storms. And if you're starting a marriage, I'm, I'm practicing for the uh, ceremony next week. <laughs> if you start a marriage with the misconception that you've got this figured out, you're in a lot of trouble. I've been married 37 years. Can I tell you, when I got married on July 26, 1984, I didn't have a clue what I was signing up for. And neither did you. But thank God for a great shepherd that comes along to married people and says, I can guide you. I can lead you. You don't have to have this all figured out. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to be Mr. Know-it-all. I'm going to provide for you a great shepherd that is going to give you wisdom. He's going to protect you. He's going to guide you. He's going to walk with you through the valley. I don't know if you've ever been through a valley. Been through a few, through a few valleys in my time. And I'm grateful that even though I walk through the valley, I'm not going to fear any evil because God is with me. See, that's the great shepherd. And we could have read it a hundred times, but I still believe that down deep God has some incredible truths that he wants to reveal to us as we go through and follow the great shepherd the next few weeks. So let's go to Psalm 23, now let's, and let's just read it, and then I'm going to give you uh, some, uh, some, some truths that I believe are going to help you to follow the good shepherd. If you're with me this morning, let me hear an amen. amen. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. 
my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm grateful for the great shepherd. I'm grateful that he is there to guide and lead us and give us wisdom and protect us. It's amazing what the great shepherd can do for us today. Now, in your notes, I've got 15 statements that if you would look at my Bible, and let's, let me show you half of this, half of my Bible, I've got these written in Psalm 23. Every time I read what I'm getting ready to give you, I read these words. There's 15 of them. Now, I would like for you to do this this week. There's a little bit of homework. I'm giving you 15, but I don't want you to depend on what I say about the great shepherd. I want you to take 15 minutes this week. How many can give God 15 minutes this week? Can I see your hand? About half of you. What about the rest? 15 minutes. And I want you to go through Psalm 23, and I want you to write 15 words that speak to you about how great the great shepherd is. Now, you'll see in, in these notes here, I've got 15, and I call these the benefits of following the great shepherd. Number one, here it is. The Lord is my shepherd. That's relationship. Relationship. I walk with him. He walks with me. We talk. He communicates. I sing to him. There's a beautiful relationship. The Lord is my shepherd. That's relationship. Number two, I shall not want. That's supply. Think about the times in your life when you were lacking. When you were in need. When you were asking God for a miracle and he showed up and supplied. You see, the great shepherd not only has a beautiful relationship with us, but he supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory. Can I get an amen? amen. He makes me lie down in green pastures. That's rest. He leads me besides still waters. That's peace. He restores my soul. That's healing. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. That's guidance. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that's protection. I will fear no evil, for he is with me. That's faithfulness. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That's comfort. You prepare before me a table in the presence of mine enemies. That's hope. You anoint my head with oil. Oh, I like this one. That is Holy Spirit presence. How many are grateful for the power of the Holy Spirit? See, the great shepherd anoints us with oil. And that is always symbolic of the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. David says, you anoint my head with oil. That's Holy Spirit presence. My cup overflows. That's abundance. Everyone say abundance. abundance. You see, I really do believe that if you closely follow the good shepherd, you will always be full. 
you will always sense his nearness and his goodness, and you will be full. Why? Because he says, you, my cup overflows. My cup overflows. I'm, I'm full of God. I'm full of the power of the Holy Spirit. When I come in contact with people in this world, I'm full of God to give away to other people. Can I get an amen? amen. Your cup overflows. The overflow is for other people in your life. I'd like to challenge you here today and, and ask you, who are you impacting with the goodness of God? Because the overflow that you are experiencing is not just for you, it's for people near you. It's for people around you. It's for people on the job. It's for your family. It's for your neighbors. You are full and your cup overflows so that you can make an impact on other people. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. That's blessing. You know, when I, when I was a kid, I thought that uh, surely goodness and mercy were three sisters. I soon discovered that surely goodness and mercy were benefits of God's blessing on my life. And I'm glad today, as I follow the great shepherd, that goodness and mercy follow me. See, you don't have to search for goodness and mercy. All you have to do is search for the great shepherd. And as you follow the great shepherd, goodness and mercy will follow you. I know some people that are searching for goodness and mercy. And that's not how you gain goodness and mercy. You gain goodness and mercy by following the good shepherd. And when you follow the great shepherd, goodness and mercy will follow you. See, right now, as I'm, are you all with me this morning? Right now, as I'm talking to you today, and I, I don't have to worry what's behind me. Because my focus is in front of me. My attention is on the great shepherd. My eyes are on him, and as I follow him diligently, I don't ever have to worry about what is following me. Because when I follow the great shepherd, surely goodness and mercy follow me. I hope you're getting this this morning. You don't have to live in fear. You don't have to wake up every morning going, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder who's following me. When you follow the great shepherd, goodness and mercy will always follow you. You know what I want for, 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 for this church? I want us to be filled with goodness and I want us to be filled with mercy. Show me a church. Show me a believer. Show me a husband. Show me a wife that is, always has goodness and mercy following them. And I'll show you a person who's making an impact in this world. Because the world, are y'all with me this morning? 
The world is looking for goodness and they're looking for mercy. And when you follow the good shepherd, I'm going off script here, but that's okay. When, when, when you follow the great shepherd, goodness and mercy is always behind you so that when you encounter people who are looking for something, you've always got something to give them. You give them goodness and you give them mercy. You know what the church does sometimes? We don't give mercy. We give judgment. We're not full of mercy. We're full of condemnation and rules and, and jumping through a bunch of hoops to get to the great shepherd. When you follow the, I don't know who you're following today, but when you follow the great shepherd, you will always be full of goodness and you'll always be full of mercy. I like that. I want to hang with people that are full of goodness. I want to hang with people that are full of mercy. I grew up in a church as a little boy of people that were filled with judgment. They were filled with rules. They were filled with religion. I don't know about you, but I want to hang around with people that are full of goodness and they're full of mercy. Moms, be full of mercy to your kids. Dads, be full of goodness to your employees. Be full of it. And as you follow the great shepherd, God will always fill you with goodness and mercy. Are you all with me? Goodness and mercy. That's what I want said of me when I, when I die one day. Wasn't perfect. Didn't have it all together. Made a lot of mistakes. He was full of goodness and full of mercy. That's what happens when you follow the, the great shepherd. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. That's security. Have, have you thought about heaven lately? Yeah. I don't think we think about heaven too much. I think we need to. I think every once in a while, I know, we got to live this life. We got to pay the bills. I mean, I get it. We got to go to work. But every once in a while, I think it's real healthy to think about heaven. We're going we're gonna to see people that we've lost here on earth. We're going to see them face to face. You're going to see your relatives. You're going to see your mom, your dad, your son, your daughter. We're going to see people. We're going to be together forever. David said, as I follow the great shepherd, help me to live this life with eternity in mind. And David says, I will dwell in the house of of the Lord forever. I want to be, oh, what a day that will be when I see Jesus face to face. We need to be reminded of how great heaven is. And we need to be reminded as we follow the great shepherd, he's going to lead us to that place where there's no more pain, no more sorrow, no more ache. In a beautiful place. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Can I get an amen? Now, those were my 15 adjectives that I came up with. Thank you. I want you to come up with 15. I don't want you to depend on what I say. I want you to open up Psalm 23 
And, and this week, you come up with 15 adjectives that describe the great shepherd and write them in your Bible so every time you read Psalm 23, you will see his greatness that's available for you today as you follow the great shepherd. Now, let's go real quickly, because that was actually pretty good right there. And that's just my introduction. Let's go to John 10. We're in the Old Testament Psalm. I'm going to take you now to the New Testament, and I'm going to give you a couple of benefits that take place when you follow the great shepherd. And these are all out of John 10. John 10, 10. And all the scriptures are in your Bible. They're in your notes. What happens when you follow the great shepherd? Number one, when you follow the great shepherd, the great shepherd protects you with healthy boundaries. Everybody say boundaries. Now, where do I get that from? John 10, 1 says this. Verily, verily, I say to you, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter by the sheep pen, by the gate, but climbs in any other way, is a thief and a robber. When you follow the good shepherd, the first thing that the good shepherd does is he gives you healthy boundaries. Can I tell you something? People today don't like boundaries. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me how to live. Don't constrain me and box me in. That's the society we live in. And look at the fruit. Look at the kind of society we're living in. Careless people that don't have healthy boundaries. Can I tell you something? The great shepherd loves you enough to provide for you healthy boundaries. And in John 10, it says it's a sheep gate. There is a place, there is a fence, there is a place where you can go, and the shepherd, watch this, will, will, will help you to establish healthy boundaries. We need boundaries in our life because without bound, boundaries, we will get ourselves in trouble. And the great shepherd loves you enough to give you healthy boundaries. I saw something on Friday night that I was, I was shocked. I went to Dollar General. Maybe that was my first problem. Should have gone to Publix. Maybe I wouldn't have seen this. But I saw before my eyes a little six-year-old girl that had no boundaries. Her dad was a big guy, about six foot five. He was mean. He was uh, derogatory towards his two kids were there, yelling at them, talking down to them. And we got up to the counter. I was right behind them. And you know the old proverbial, the girl wanted something and dad said no. And guess what she did? She threw a fit. She hit her six-foot-five father. 
She started crying. She started kicking. She started throwing a fit. And you know what that big old, he had a cowboy hat on and a pair of boots. You know what that big cowboy did? He did what he shouldn't have done. Thank you. He gave in and he bought it. And I looked at the clerk who was watching this with me, and she gave me the eye, and I gave her the eye, and we both came to the same conclusion. This little girl has no boundaries. I'm glad that the great shepherd loves, loves us enough to give us healthy boundaries. And when we throw a fit and we try to get our... Are you all with me this morning? And we try to get what we want. The great shepherd says, no, 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 no. If you're going to follow me, there's going to be healthy boundaries. And that is good for you and it's good for me because when you follow the great shepherd, he will always give you healthy boundaries that will help you. Can I get an amen? Number two. When you follow the good shepherd in John chapter 10, the second thing that the, that the great shepherd does is, I love this one, the great shepherd will speak and you will listen to his voice. John 10 verse 3, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. Now, let's camp out here just for a few moments. Because I believe one of the greatest benefits that you and I have as sheep following the great shepherd is that he speaks and we can hear his voice. It's powerful. It's priceless. It's more valuable than anything I can think of to know that the great shepherd is wanting to speak to you and if you are his sheep, you can hear his voice. Voice. How does he speak to us? He speaks to us through his word. He speaks to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. But one of the great benefits of following the great shepherd is that he speaks and we listen to his voice. Let me ask you a question this morning real quick here. Are you all still with me? When was the last time you heard him speak to you? When was the last time you heard his voice? When was the last time you opened up this beautiful book? And read these incredible words written on this, these pages. And it was God speaking to you. When was the last time you did that? Because I can tell you, it can happen every day. It can happen on a daily basis as sheep when we follow the great shepherd. That he is speaking and we can hear his voice and we can follow him. Revelation chapter 2 verse 29 says, Let him who has ears to hear... Let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying. I've got some great news for you all this morning. The great shepherd wants to speak to you today, and he's speaking. All we need to do is get to a place where we are sensitive to his Holy Spirit and we can hear his voice so that we can follow him. Let him who has ears to hear. Everyone do this for me real quick. Everybody touch, touch your ears. Just touch your ears. Yeah, everybody's got ears here today. Everybody's got ears. People watching online, people here, we've all got ears. Let him who has ears to hear, let him hear. 
Let him hear. God wants to speak to you today and give you wisdom about how to run your business. God wants to speak to you today and give you wisdom about how to, how to manage your finances. He wants to speak to you today and help you raise your children. You don't have to do it alone. The great shepherd is there, and he's saying to Pine Castle today, I want to speak to you. I want you to hear my voice, and I want you to follow me. And yet, so many people, they're believers, they're Christians, they come to church, it seems like they have trouble connecting and hearing the voice of God. Let him who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying. God wants to speak to you today. And watch this. He just doesn't want to speak to you through me on Sunday mornings. So much more than that. God wants to walk with you like he did Adam and Eve. He wants to commune with you. He wants to have a relationship. He wants to speak to you so he can guide you through this maze called life. Let him who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Now, let me give you real quickly. David, could you hand me that, um, uh, that bottle of water real quick? I haven't preached in a couple weeks, so I'm getting kind of thirsty here. Let me give you eight hindrances, actually nine. I'm going to give you nine hindrances to why we don't hear the voice of God. What keeps us from hearing God's voice? What is, the, what is the barriers that are in all of our lives that keep us from clearly hearing the voice of God? I'm going to give you nine of them real quick. If you're still with me, let me hear an amen. Number one. And this is not in your notes. This is all new. I, I came up with this last night as I was watching Florida State win a football game. How many know it's a miracle? Wait till next week. We play LSU. It ought to be fun. Number one, the first hindrance to hearing the voice of God, I call it rebellion or sin. I got this figured out. I know what I'm doing. And we rebel and, and, and we allow secret sins to creep into our lives. And when you do that, you, you, you put a block on hearing the voice of God. Secret sins. Rebellion. Number two, the second hindrance to hearing the voice of God is, is what I call unbiblical teaching. There's some teachers, there's some preachers, there's some pastors that, 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 that tell people that you know, only the priest can hear God's voice. Only the paid clergy can hear God's voice. And it's, it's unbiblical teaching. And if you believe that, then it will hinder you from hearing the voice of God. I want you to know that when you come to this church, you will always hear from this pulpit. God loves you, he wants to speak to you, and you can hear his voice. That's what a great shepherd does. But there's many teachers that, 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 that put a hindrance on God's people for hearing God's voice, on biblical teaching. Number three, I think here's a big one, fear. I think some people are afraid to hear the voice of God. 
and they're walking in fear. Number four, pride. Pride will keep us. You wake up on Monday morning and you know exactly what you're going to do? Oh, really? Let me know how that works for you. You know, one of the things I've done for years and years, and my staff will tell you, every staff meeting we have here on Monday morning with our staff, I pray, God, I pray we'll be led by your Holy Spirit. What am I doing? I'm humbling myself, recognizing that I don't know what I'm doing. And if you don't lead me, I'm helpless. But pride creeps up and says, oh, you know what you're doing. You're smart. You're intelligent. You got a degree. You've done this before. Well, let me know how that works out for you. Because every day I wake up going, God, I don't have a clue what I'm getting ready to do today. Would you please lead and guide me? And that's humility. You know what the Bible says about humility? The Bible says God gives grace to the humble. But he resists the proud. He fights against the proud. And if you're not careful, you will become so arrogant and proud that that will keep you from hearing God's voice. Are you all still with me? Number five, quickly, busyness. Four. Four was pride. Three was fear. Two is unbiblical teaching. Number one was rebellion. Number five, busyness. Thank you, Gabby. Busyness. Busyness. I think we'd hear God more if we put our phones down. Have you been in a public place lately? Scary. You know what everybody's doing? Looking at the phone. I think busyness and having too much going on keeps us from hearing, watch this, the whisper of the Holy Spirit. We're too busy. More interested in how many people like our posts than we are about hearing God's voice. And we're too busy. Outside noise, number six. Outside noise. Fox News. CNN. CBS. Z88.3. A lot of noise. I want to remind you today that God speaks in a whisper. He's not going to compete and yell. Small, still voice. And if you're not careful, you'll miss it because there's too much outside noise. Number seven. Okay, let's go over this again, church. Here we go. Number one, rebellion. Number two, unbiblical teaching. Number three, fear. Number four, pride. Number five, busyness. Number six, outside noise. Good. Number seven, unhealthy dependence. I don't have to pray or read my Bible because I'm going to show up to church on Sunday morning and Pastor Scott's going to speak to me. That's unhealthy. I'm not going to show up to church because Pastor Scott's not going to be there. Oh, I'm starting to step on toes now. 
do we really make our decisions on whether we're going to go to church or not or whether Pastor Scott's there? Hmm. Unhealthy dependence. Don't depend on me to speak to you every single time what God is saying to you. God wants to speak to you directly. Don't depend on anybody else. Number eight, quickly, shame. 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 God can't speak to me because what I've done. God can't speak to me because my past. And shame will creep in and keep you from hearing the voice of God. And then number, number nine, quickly. I think sometimes we're just, we're just, just lazy. We don't want to pay the price. And hearing God and walking with God and having a relationship with him is going to cost you. It may mean turning the TV off a little bit. It may mean getting off of Facebook and paying the price to hear the beautiful voice of God. God wants to speak to you. And when you follow the great shepherd, he will speak and you can hear his voice and you can follow him. Can I get an Amen. Gary, can you come up? We're going we're gonna to conclude our service today. We're going to end right there. I'm going to give you two, and next week we'll follow up, and I'll continue. I'll give you, give you a few more. Gary, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> now, how many of you want to hear God's voice more clear than you do today. Can I see your hand? Talk to them. Spend time with them. Carve out a few minutes every day and say, God, I want to hear your voice. I want to walk with you. I want to talk with you. I want to, I want to hear what you have to say to me. And when you do, the great shepherd is going to fill you with wisdom and he's going to fill you with courage. He's going to fill you with guidance. That's what happens when you follow the great shepherd. He wants to speak to you today. And I pray that the voice of the enemy will be silenced and that you will hear God's voice clear as you follow the great shepherd. Would you stand up across the auditorium and let me, let me pray for you. I want you to do this just, just for a moment. We're going to do a little, little drill here. How about this? I'm going to stop talking, and I want you just to close your eyes, and I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you today, to give you a word, to comfort you, to give you guidance, to give you wisdom, to give you everything that you need as you follow the great shepherd ask him to speak to you today.
The Bible says that man shall not live on bread alone, but he will live on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. God wants to speak to you today. The great shepherd wants to communicate with you today. Silence the voice of the world so that you can hear his small, still voice. He's speaking. Let him who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of God says today. Father, we are so grateful that you are a great shepherd and that in a, in a loud, noisy world, we can still hear your voice and follow you. God, I pray for your, your people today. God, I, I pray that we would recognize your voice and hear you when you speak to us. We can't live on bread alone. We've got to hear your words to give us life and hope and healing and comfort and protection. We ask that by your Holy Spirit, you would speak to us through your word and you would guide and direct us as we, as we follow you. We need you today. We need to hear your voice. And God, we thank you in Jesus' name that as you speak, we will follow. In Jesus' name.